0: Welcome, welcome, one and all! Welcome into the Scotty Johnny podcast. I am your not so humble host, Jonathan Barnett, and with me, as per usual, we bring you Aaron Cheddar Talk Flotum. Hey, John,
1: what's going on, man? Uh, rough weekend in Wisconsin sports. Uh, Sam's uh, volleyball team, but uh, and hockey, yeah. I, oh, hockey yes, and, and cross hockey country. Too. Sorry, yeah. Oh, and cross country. Yes, you're hundred percent. We're gonna okay, hang with so, those ones. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's let's hang it. Let's hang it on the winning. The the, the winning sports this week, so yeah, <laughs> fun time.
0: All right, well, let's remind you first off, off the bat, and get this out of the way: uh, that you can find us on multiple social media sites. You can find the show itself at uh, Scanni Johnny Pod on X, Twitter, or whatever you want to call it. Call it whatever you want because the brand is meaningless at this point. Uh, you can right. also find the show uh, on Mastodon at Scanni Johnny Pod. Uh, you can find me at Uh, not Mm -hmm. so humble host on X Twitter uh, at Scani Johnny on Mastodon and at J.E. Barnett on Blue Sky. Aaron, where do people find you?
1: Uh, You can find me most rarely at Cheddar Talk at Cheddar Talk John on the uh, he's going to have to go back to calling your Twitter because there's now four companies named X because you can't copyright a letter. You you can't. It's it's, It's a letter. It's one of 26. You just can't do it. And you can also find me at uh at AppleBottom at Blue Sky. Um you'll find me there. Come check it out. Um yeah, no, we almost uh almost uh because you can always find Badger tickets for cheap, especially on a Saturday night game. Even against Ohio State like late game me and Holly were considering going to uh going to the Badger game late because there's yeah. a couple tickets there i seeing SeatGeek you get for like 15 bucks or something. you mm-hmm. would be way up in the back. But it'd be fine. But uh, I'm glad we didn't because otherwise between me and Holly going to that game and then the Packers game on Sunday and friend of the show, Pete going to the Bucks game last night, that would have been the trifecta of hate for the weekend. So yeah, let's talk about this. Uh, well, I know we have talked about the bad things first, but uh, I'm looking forward to talking about the volleyball and basketball and cross country teams. John.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We'll have fun eventually, but we're going to start off with a couple things that are going to bother us and we'll rip the band-aid off first. Yeah. We will start all of that. Segment of our show that we like to call our main event. Starting things off with the main event. So the main event starts here with the Green Bay Packers in another super winnable game that they didn't win. They just didn't win. They're not. I don't know that they that they will be favored from here on out in any game, uh, except for maybe the Bears at the end of the year. Uh, it's it's not a good look at this point for what's out on this team. A lot of drops. We'll say that. For for Jordan Love, first off, yes, a lot of drops. But also, secondly, uh, he misses a lot of guys who are very open. Uh, and, and it's just taking him a while to get some of the stuff down. The accuracy has not been great. He threw a couple guys bad, but he hit a lot, couple guys in the hands that just really should have had things. The,
1: the, the yeah. drops are way worse than the misses. I mean, because... The misses are one thing. I mean, the interception was should have been a catch. Yeah. I mean, it's. I mean, I. I understand. I'd rather. I'd rather, and this is true early on in Rogers' career too. Like, I'd rather have them miss, than throw a pick. Mm -hmm. Rather have an an, an overthrow that nobody can catch or an underthrow that nobody can catch, rather than a pick because a pick is more devastating. But, I mean, the the drops are.
0: It's know. all that. Like I don't know what's good to look at at this team right now. Uh the defense look kind of uninspired. Like they're just trying to fight to keep a team in games. The offense does not score uh, again and again and again. This team is completely unprepared when the game starts. Uh they get 3 points this game, so that's the highest scoring first quarter they've had since the Bears, right? I I'm <laughs> trying to think if they've
1: I don't know. Yeah.
0: I... Since I since just, I,
1: I just remember, like I said, I was at the game good for me, but like <laughs> I was, when they finally got the touchdown, I was like, well, thank God I got to hear Todd Rundgren for Christ's sakes. But, uh, that was the most, I've been to a lot of different games in my life, John. And sometimes when, and mostly for the most part with Wisconsin sports in my adulthood, like there hasn't been a lot of bad teams, right? Like
0: not not for a while. Most, though.
1: most not for a while now, but, like, um, I've never heard a more sarcastic cheer, which I joined in on, than when the Packers mm-hmm. got their first first down in the second quarter.
0: Yeah, it was at the first I, four drives, not a single first down. First like, down. Not until the uh, end uh, yeah, of the first quarter.
1: I mean, they, the stadium hit a roar when they got their first first down, which that's not good, you know? But, I mean, we're sitting here watching this stuff, too, and it's just – I mean, it's – Tom. Um, it's hard. I mean, it's like the only the only good thing I can say about the offense to this point is even though he's missing throws and the guys are dropping balls, I, I don't know if it's different on TV, but up to this point in the season, watching it on TV, and what I thought I saw from where I was sitting in the southeast corner, um at least he manages to pocket well. I don't know. That he does. Does he manage to po-
0: He's he he good at managing like the pocket,
1: which is something, if that's something you can learn from Rodgers, that's great. He doesn't seem to take a lot of big pops. He gets out of there, sometimes tries to run for it. Um, it it'll, it'll advise when he has a fourth and 15. And you God, know there were
0: can't. three of those where he rolled out of the pocket and decided to run, which guaranteed we were going to give the ball away. The one, yeah, you know, was fourth always, and 15. It was
1: always, it was, it was always on fourth, that one on fourth and 15 right there at the end of the game. I mean, the fact that the team's in it this this much means they're that close, wh- which is good. I mean, like like let's be positive about that. You know, Between his pocket management and not taking the big hits, and it seems like he has good pocket awareness, which is a good thing, yeah, especially with Bakhtiari gone. I know that they put Nyman in halfway through the game because <laughs> – And that took a while. Should have done that since the beginning of the season when Bakhtiari went out because Nyman's a better tackle anyways. But anyhow, I'm big nine, guy, you know that, but like yeah. between that and the fact that they keep it kind of close, um, when there was a kick return that got called back, like if that kick return would have stayed mm-hmm. and would it would have gone to, uh, 31 10, I'd be a little bit not quite here, but I mean, they kind of kept it close despite everything and I mean as far as far as as bereft this team is of talent mm-hmm. and how goody mismanaged how this team's going forward but like going with absolutely no veteran talent on an offense um it, it gives you at least a little bit of what? hope i'm i'm definitely the one who took the lowest expectations route on this whole season i yeah. i think i did that i think i did myself a good job Leader of doing right that. Started, like, like I took the lowest expectations, and the Bears game made my my expectation level go up, but my baseline was still low enough that I'm still there. That I'm not completely broken by this thing yet. There's a lot of people that are broken right now. Like I can't believe this is what? happening. It's like it should. It should be like this, but I mean, there's enough things that it's close, and things are happening. Uh, Joe Barry's not blowing games. Um, special teams have been okay for the most part. And with everything happening right now, as it is, um, I, I think we'll come out of it just fine. And I'm still hopeful. Whereas a lot of people are ready to get rid of love, go for that quarterback with the first overall pick that we're probably not going to second overall pick that we're not going to get that we're going to get <laughs> behind the Panthers. But, you know, count don't the last time the Packers had a high draft pick, they took AJ Hawk, who was Blake Martinez, but better. Yeah. You know, True. who smokes smokes cigars now and um is not a good he's okay on the pad back of the show you know so he's um but uh like don't don't get your hopes too high everybody like like that first overall pick like i mean hopefully yeah. it'll be a an, an impact player at a position that we need it, either wide receiver safety edge rusher or something like that.
0: Not wide but receiver with, that are, unless you get Marvin Harrison jr. I guess, but that's what I'm, that's what I'm getting at. John, yeah, like some,
1: something like that. So, you know, super high end talent like that, you know? Um, but I mean, edge rusher, do you really need that? Now they just locked down. Yeah. I mean, maybe you do, you get Gary on one side with his new contract and then, uh, Van S event. Well, I mean, yeah, I, I,
0: wherever he is, uh, where wherever
1: that guy's been, I haven't seen him since week one either. Um, definitely didn't see him yesterday, so, yeah. uh, I, I'm not done yet. So I'll be quiet. You no. talk about, something. I'm going to, well, I'm actually going to meet myself while you talk about things that make sense.
0: So. Well, like I was saying on, on Twitter yesterday too, it's like, I'm fine with the Packers, you know, having a couple of years here and getting themselves right. Because regardless, I'm going to be here. I'm going to be watching these games every week, regardless what happens. I've had a couple people saying like, well, this team isn't worth you watching. And I, I hate that. I just hate that take because it's just saying like hey man what yeah, if we you go we
1: just just go cheer for the Jetson yeah bye. why Don't if I we like.
0: became Vikings fans because you know what Bears fans still show up every week and just take it for the last yeah. you know 15, yeah, 20 years they just sit there and continue to do it and they show up in their jerseys and they yell and we should at least be that uh but yeah I mean just and like,
1: then, and, then, and then every March they tell us that they're gonna win the Super right. Bowl yeah they're, they're just they're 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 the best. They're so predictable. I mean, the optimism of the fact that every March you come out and call the Packers terrible and the worst team ever and you're going to be Super Bowl champs this year is almost admirable. Like when your team sucks like our team does right now and you have so many people jumping off the ship and just becoming flotsam, like it's just be Jetsam like the Bears (laughs) fans. And just when that boat pops back up next spring, just be like, we're gonna be Super Bowl champs. Justin Fields, the best player ever, and the Packers suck. Oh yeah. When's the last time? Well, how many? Other, whoa, how many other quarterbacks have won since Rogers won a Super Bowl? Oh my god. Like, well, how many of the Bears won? Doesn't matter how bad do the Packers suck. It's like at this point, like that's almost an admirable quality at this point.
0: Yeah, they stick with their team. We'll say that. I mean, <laughs> you can't fault them for that. But I guess the biggest thing that that does get me is they're in, wrong. They're, yes, but that's fine. You know, you should still stick with your teams. Um, the veterans we do have have been unable to get us, I think. A.J. Dillon, nothing. He's he's spent. He's six carries for 11 yards against a bad defense. This is not a good defense. It's just not. Uh, Aaron Jones still, he's not back. And he had seven carries for 29 yards. So that's 4.1 a carry, but seven carries on this game. Uh, and he, had, he did have four receptions on... Five targets. The one was just a drop on his part. To be cl- to be fair, I guess
1: that was one of the biggest drops in the game. Was yeah. like he
0: if he if he would have
1: properly caught that ball, twenty five yards minimum.
0: Yeah. So we're getting essentially nothing from Jones and Dylan, and we were talking like this was going to be a running team. Uh, Devondre Campbell. I mean, he's got fourteen total tackles, ten solo, but I don't see him doing anything impactful during any game he does end up being a guy making a tackle. Jair was bad yesterday. Let's be clear, he's been bad. And he's coming off of injury. He's missed a couple of games. He was getting pushed, you know, just beat up by Addison, who is not particularly fast but is is you know good. He's a very good receiver. He's I mean like he did a great job yesterday. He's been good all year. I would love to have him with the Packers. We talked about that. But yeah, uh, Alexander hasn't been much. Rashawn Gary and um, Rasul Douglas are like the two veterans, the guys we have back, uh, who have been great. I guess Elton Jenkins, too, who have been really good. Uh, John Runyon, I guess, is another guy who is at least exactly what you expect him to be. He's a solid guard. Um, and uh, Myers is terrible. He's bad. He, he's not good at center. We need a new center. We That's not a first-round pick. You never spend a first-round pick on an interior lineman. It's a terrible idea, unless you can get Quentin Nelson which you can't because he's not in this draft, turns out. Um, but, yeah, just we're getting nothing out of Rasheed Walker. And even with all that, the Packers still do not give up a ton of sacks. Um, Jordan is sacked four times this game. One of them is trying to escape the pocket to his left. He just ran into his own lineman and then kind of stumbled and fell and someone tagged him. So, I mean, that is the pressure that they got up, but, you know, upfield enough on him, but he – he just kind of bumped into a guy and then went down on his own. Uh, they didn't put him on the ground. He fell down. Just so many things are wrong with this team right now, and some of it is just, uh, first off, they're just so unready to play the first half of games. Uh, the, I mean, they went down 10-0, and they didn't have a first down. Not not a single first down, and it's just just it's so predictable at this point. And these are teams where it's just like, the Vikings didn't do anything yesterday. That was a new look. That was a wrinkle that that nobody had seen. That they've been saving for you know eight weeks just to drop on the Packers. No, they did everything that they've always done. You know, under this coach who's been there a full year now. So I have a year and a half of film on this guy, and he didn't do anything surprising or new. And we were just shocked. We're just like, oh my gosh, the zone didn't work. We're like, well, let's just keep it up. The number of wide open guys like KJ Osborne running wide open, standing still at times because we're in a zone where our guys don't do a matchup zone. There's like, I am here. Oh, well, there goes Addison right by me. Well, that's not my problem anymore. There
1: is there's so many there's so many times that either uh, uh, Osborne is wide open or Addison and TJ Hawkinson like a couple of times. Is, oh, yeah. There's one time down on uh, the left it's left side going away from us like he was like i i was screaming from from the top deck across the stadium get him he's wide open like there were, i could see it from up there like i'm like what that like from the get go of the, the beginning of the play like it was we it was dropped
0: incredible. nine more than once <laughs> like mm-hmm. dropped nine we rushed two and then gave up a completed pass to a guy who was not a contested catch um, yeah I, I don't understand what their specific job is but they sure do pass off guys quickly and mm-hmm. the other guy doesn't go get him they don't they don't seem to match up in any way when they're on defense and guys are just standing still because they're just like well if I stand here and he's not going to come over here and he won't either they'll just stand over there guarding grass and I don't think kirk's trying to throw to the grass so I think he'll throw to me it, it was right. it's unexplainable how. These systems are meant to put players in position to do anything. I don't know how well I can evaluate a lot of people. I can tell you this: Jordan Love's accuracy is below NFL standards. All right, it just it is. He is not a particularly accurate quarterback at this point. The drops obviously make it worse, but he's not NFL level accuracy at this point in this his fourth season. Our receivers do not jump up and get contested balls to the point of attack. Jalen Reed didn't do it. Uh, Watson had a couple chances and just doesn't. Just does not come down with the ball. And it doesn't make sense. He's a guy we really need to rely on. This is his second year. He needs to go make those catches. The one in the end zone, he just dropped it before Mm -hmm. they hit him. Like, he jumped up. He had two hands hit the ball, and he just dropped it. We just don't have that mentality about that ball in the air is mine, and I have to go get it. And we saw a little bit of that last year in a couple plays with him down the stretch. And he hasn't had it this year. We also have no imagination on this offense. Uh, We continue to run fairly vanilla things. I mean, granted, several times the receivers are running the completely wrong route and and missing what they're supposed to be doing. But at the same time, how do we not imagine ways to get Christian Watson the ball more? Mm -hmm. He is the most explosive guy on your team. Find a way to get him the ball. We did not find ways to get Aaron Jones the ball or... We don't use our super athletic tight end down the middle of the field to run. We choose him like like he's just some schmuck who's going to catch weird. it. It's like, it's
1: a weird. It's, like, it's like there's a receiver in tight ends room that has no veterans in it that know how to make veteran.
0: Well, we don't run those plays. The things that well, they do well, we don't ask them to do. We ask them to do things that a bad tight end would do. We're like, can you run a tight end screen? Yeah, but I could also run wide open down the middle. Like we're not Listen, looking for you to and, do that.
1: And the said that during the post game yesterday too. I what he says. like about how that, you know, it's hard to run the offense that you want to run. <laughs> when the things that are supposed to do what they're supposed to do, aren't what they're doing, you Stop know, running the
0: offense. He wants to run, run the offense. You have like, you have players who can right. do things. You aren't asking them to do things they can do. You're waiting for them to be a different player than who they are. And it's so lame. Like, it's the well, anti-Belichick. What,
1: what I took with that was co- he was covertly saying kind of what you said is that, you know, you got wide receivers running wrong routes. You've got people that's... being in the wrong place. You know, how are you supposed to run the offense that you have when what you think you have and what you've rehearsed and then you get to the game and nobody's doing the right thing? And he said that very vaguely because that's what you have to do. You can't throw people under the bus, you know, mm-hmm. like – but
0: at the same time if everybody continually goes to the wrong place how did they end up getting there if you're coaching this but team? i
1: mean but i mean but jo- but john at the same time you're also talking yeah. about a petri dish that has never been created before in the NFL he is dealing with all rookies and second year players across the board there is not a veteran out there to make a veteran play and watson's barely a veteran Jobs is barely a veteran. Mm-hmm. Both of them missed lots of time during their their rookie year. Like they're basically all rookies and some are rookies plus 6. You know, all playing with a first-year quarterback and I mean I just this it, it's not the coach, it's not the players. This it's both. This the, this this lays on the front office for this roster.
0: It it is all that, three. It is all I three. I mean yeah.
1: mostly the front office because I mean if I, and like I said, that's why I kept my expectations super low and anybody who wants to say that they're supposed to do anything, I, I don't know how, how, how you'd want to do that. Like you're, you're doing good evaluation, but it's like, wh- wh- but there's, who do they look to for the right answer? A coach? Well, yeah, no, nobody on the field, nobody on the field. I mean, this is un- I- this is unprecedented in the NFL. It's and not and if it does, it it, it, time. I mean, it, it, with with the with the with the uh, the the receiving room, it is. I mean, there's no veteran presence whatsoever at three at at three uh, two positions, tight end, wide receiver, and then a first year quarterback. Like, about, well, we got
0: the Guara. Yeah. Well, but still, at the same point, though... Shh. Yeah, you know I don't that mean that. That, right.
1: does, that, does, that doesn't count. No, but it doesn't I mean, count. I mean, it's it, it, it's a bad Petri dish to make. And so, I mean, I guess Guten Kutz is... This is his bed to lay in. And if this doesn't turn out in two years... I mean, in two years from now, maybe, yeah, they will all grow together and we'll have this super team. But, I mean, at the same time, who's showing them what to do right?
0: Well, not the coaches, which is the one Correct. thing we're paying them to do. This is literally their, their actual job definition. If they went and found their job description written out, it would be make the players better, put them in the right positions to do things that they can athletically do. And they're not doing that. So, I mean, like I said, we have a super athletic tight end who are not allowing to go down the field. Like it's not the play call. We don't have a play for him to do that. It seems because we never ask our super athletic guys to, to, push anything much I mean like we do throw down the field but the other problem is our quarterback doesn't particularly throw well down the field find another way to get them to catch the ball while running like we don't run quick slants why don't we we have super fast guys who could catch a quick slant which actually love is way more accurate between the hash marks he's a guy who's accurate you know it's the outside and the deep where he's bad why don't we run more quick slants because we have super fast guys and let them Get the ball in their hands and then go. And, John, I mean, to
1: be perfectly to be perfectly honest, when's the last time we saw a good quick slant on this team?
0: There was we did run once, like last the McCarthy, week. The, I McCarthy,
1: think. The, the the beginning of the McCarthy era.
0: Yeah, it's a it's something that should. At mean, least it, be it, it, in it the was game. gone.
1: It was go, it, It's been gone since like halfway through McCarthy's time. I'm not even going to lay it on Lafleur. Like, yeah.
0: I mean, like what? Where's the imaginative sense of this guy who was supposed to be some kind of wunderkind, you know, the wunderkind, who was this brilliant offensive mind. And we're like, you're going to have to try to find some different ways to take these super athletic guys and make it work. And he's like, but my offense doesn't do that. And you're like, okay, well, then can you change it some? He's like, I don't know. And he's kept also all these assistants around. And that's kind of on him, too. These guys aren't making the players... Better the development isn't Gutenkunst. The drafting is, and yes, this is definitely on Gutenkunst. It's also definitely on LeFleur. And it's also definitely on the players. Catch the ball. You don't catch the ball when it's thrown and hits you in the hands. Uh, when you see the guy open, drive the ball. Love's got to stride into his throws way more. The defense, make the tackle when they're in front of you. The, yeah. Like There was once on a little like dump off to the running back, both guys failed. There are two guys there between him and the first down. Neither of them put a hand on him. Like and they aren't they are not good running backs. Madison and uh Akers are not good running backs. Okay. Uh, <laughs> this is not a stunningly good run defense. They're getting Cam Akers, two yards. Cam Akers a carry. Is
1: the the ghost of a good running back. Yeah, or, he had some time. Oh okay, okay, running back. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I mean like they average two yards a run as a team, and that's including Kirk Cousins getting nine yards on two rushes to boost it up to two. Because they are not good at running the football; they are not a good running team. They do not have good running backs. You but, shouldn't have
1: taken that second rush, though.
0: Yeah, ugh. yeah, that was bad, and we we definitely all feel bad for. I feel really for, bad for him for too. Him. I am a wrong.
1: big I am a big Kirk Cousins fan. I hate the Vikings, but I'm a Kirk Cousins fan. I.
0: I'm indifferent if on the, Kirk if Cousins.
1: The, if, if the Packers would have had a uh, the the season that they're lining up to have, um, and if the Vikings were to have done something with this season, I wouldn't mind. He could he could have been MVP. I don't care. But now that mm-hmm. I, I hope he's gone. I hope Justin Jefferson. I hope everybody leaves Vikings because <laughs> their their GM was too stupid to sign him and Justin Jefferson to extensions before the season started, but made sure they got T.J. Hawkinson.
0: That's <laughs> so, fun. So But I you know, and that was a yeah. that, that was a
1: talk on Minnesota Sports Radio when we were doing Sean for you today was that after Kirk went down, it was like how quickly can uh, they throw interceptions to the Packers so they can lose because and now that Kirk's done for the season, what's the point of winning another game? And now they're four and four. And
0: mm-hmm. yeah. They got their Super Bowl. They don't have to worry about the rest of the year.
1: No, they they, they are not happy about that. <laughs> They're not talking about the Packers win at all. It's like, my and God. Cause I, you know, anyways. Yeah. Whatever.
0: Poor We're thing. And it's terrible what happened to him. And it yeah. will not make the newspaper anywhere in Wisconsin as one of the top plays of the decade. It won't. Because it's terrible that he was right, injured. Right,
1: because it was a terrible thing. This, this was karma for what happened seven years ago.
0: Yeah, I don't remember the timeline. But it was the, it was the last the, decade.
1: The deal yeah. 100 bit Yeah. Anyways. Yeah.
0: So the Packers get the Rams next, who do have a good defense or decent defense. They have a really nice passing game that they've lined up now. Puka Nakua is actually incredibly fun and add him into the couple guys they had who are still around. It'll be the Packers shouldn't be favored and they won't be favored. They're not currently favored. Uh, I don't see what the spread is, but even ESPN's uh, prediction uh, matchup predictor has the Rams as a favorite and they should be. Because uh, to this point, I don't know what you hang your hat on with this team, offensively or defensively. They're they're not a good pass rush team. They got a couple guys who can do a couple things, but they don't have an identity of any sort either way.
1: And if there's a, if there was a week to show up and establish a new identity, it was home last weekend of October versus the Vikings. Yeah. Who were happy, you know?
0: Yeah, they were kind
1: of, kind of, kind of on a roll, but not really. It like, could have stomped it down right there, and, and instead just rolled over and took it. And it's like, Packers started nah. the
0: season with like seven of the worst defensive lines in football. Uh, they were playing a bunch of teams that are not expected to go anywhere. That were all super winnable games. You didn't think they'd win them all, but they really. I still still honestly feel that if if the, everybody just kind of did what their baseline abilities are, you know, coaching players, you know, and pl- all those levels, they should be a winning team. I don't think this is really a playoff team, and I think that they're still building a lot of things. But at this point, I don't know what they have, and I don't know that Jordan Love is good. I don't know that he's terrible. I'm not going to go there just yet because it's been seven games you know, and then I guess eight total starts. Well, and, there's and concerns let, everywhere.
1: Let, I mean, I mean, there are, but at the same time, um, let's, let's go the Ken, Ken Ingalls route out here. Um, at Ken Ingalls on yeah, yeah. Twitter, X or whatever you call, uh, people got to remember too, that the Packers are eating $60 million of cap spaces here. That yeah. from Rogers and everything else, the Packers have no cap space. This is also a year of get like next year. It's gone that's uh, the cap space is back next year. Like between injuries uh, money owed to IR uh, and every, everybody else it's like almost $90 million in cap space. So I, that's a huge jump. I think Ken Engel's and, latest
0: one was about 25 million in cap space next year. I think it's based off this year's number. So the cap's probably going to go mm-hmm. up some, but I mean, yeah. And that's, there's also the possibility that, we have to eat all of Bakhtiari's contract and put it all dead I think money that was, next that year.
1: Also, that also figured into it. And so yeah. either way, but I, it's just, yeah, it was, yeah. I mean, it's just, there's no, I said, well, what was the one there? I said 60 million. And then if you add on Bakhtiari's for next year, it's going to go up to 90 or something no, like man. that.
0: But yeah, we're not I feel like, that. I
1: feel like, I feel like that between dead cap space, semi dead cap space, like he breaks it down to the end. Degree, it's just like the Packers really have no no room to move, and this is what he Ken Engels has been warning us about this for five years. I mean, I've been following the dude forever. Like, well, you kick the can down the road long enough, sooner or later, you're gonna have to pay the piper. And here they are. You know, you can you can make money move in the NFL, but yeah, through the whole through the whole Rogers era, there at the end with where a Super Bowl and bust every year, they. They they just kicked it all down to 2023, and that's why we're here. Mm-hmm. And Rogers leaving, and the choices that were made by Gutenkunst you know, are heavily influenced by that, and the fact that we didn't get any free agents in, which some people would argue free agents are sometimes not worth we it. We did at
0: early. All. We did early on. We got yeah. one year of Zadarius that was good. Two years of yeah. Amos that was good, and then paid him mm-hmm. for another year or so. And then, I mean, you know, one good year of Preston and then a couple very serviceable years. And I'm guessing
1: and guessing next year, too, is that we've got we've got a lot of players, you know, now Gary just resigned. So thank God we have one good player going forward. But uh, I mean, a lot of players are on the fourth or fifth, third, fourth, fifth year of their rookie contracts. You know, that's the hard that's the hard. Bullet. Like when, when you're looking past all the coaching and all the players and things that are happening on the field. That's hard. Bully got to bite sometimes. It's like, I, I mean, as as a good team that's been perennially good for perennially good for our adult lives, you have to look at it and go, how do you how are you good this long? How you and at, at some point like there's never been a reset year, and this is this is it. This is a reset year. Sorry, sorry, pa- sorry, Packers fans. I know most of you are too young to remember ever. Being bad, I I remember the year, the years after Mikowski before Favre got here, <laughs> Keith Woodside years as I like to call them, but I mean it's it's just gonna it's just gonna be that way I guess. But, like once you look past what's happening on the field, you know it's like yeah. And and now now that you're two, now that you're two and five, here's what you're gonna find out: what is a soft tank? Where they're gonna tell you all the right things, but you're probably gonna keep losing. So yeah, yeah.
0: it's be rough. Well, so well it's a Gonna see how that goes. I'm it's looking... not
1: the Packer way, but that's how you get. That's how you get a top ten draft pick. So
0: yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, we also had to deal with the uh, Badgers this week, but we hundred percent didn't think they'd win. They did cover actually, and uh, they did. And there were a Badgers couple moments. Up. There were a couple moments where they were right. They were literally like right there. Um, mm-hmm. they, they were, they were very close. Oddly, in several points of these games, so. I'm not mad about that game at all, and it, it's a growing game. The other thing I liked is that team. While while there are issues at several different positions now, as they're you know they were trying to rebuild on the fly quickly, they had a couple guys who came in as as transfer guys who had to play big roles. Ricardo Hallman has played fairly well this year, not as immaculately yeah. as they tried to say on thing, TV. Thing,
1: things that things things that wouldn't happened a year ago but yeah
0: right this team does not quit they had a lot of hustle and a lot of fight in this game they just you know they're playing a, a a much better team that if they had a real quarterback would be an actual championship contender like they would have right. rolled us but their quarterback's actually terrible uh brandon lock braden locks sorry. braden lock was the better quarterback on the field last night you know the other mm-hmm. night whatever it was um and he was 18 of 39 for 165 yards and a touchdown uh, McCord, 17 of 26 for 226 yards, two picks, two touchdowns. Uh, yeah, uh, he's he's a bad quarterback. McCord, uh, that was the only reason the, the Badgers really did have a chance. Here is that they had a lot of things that they can do on offense, yeah, defense off, offensive line is decent, uh, and they got the best wide receiver in the game right now, and, and a, two others who are decent college receivers, who I don't know that they're going anywhere else, but they're decent wide receivers. And uh, Trevion Henderson was back. So they had a lot of things going their way, and they they mostly kept Henderson locked up. He had the big breakaway run at the end. He had two other, like, 10-yard runs, you know, first down runs, like first and 10 get another first down kind of runs. Other than that, though, they really did bottle him in pretty well. They did a decent job on on Harrison. Not there's nothing you can do to stop him entirely. He was he's so good. And that was it, was, it. yeah.
1: I was going to say it was a tale of two 24-10 games, John. was yeah.
0: this one was 10-10 on though.
1: I know. I'm just saying I, I, yeah. on Saturday and Sunday it's like one game was lacking all heart. The the Badgers game though on a Saturday night on primetime against Ohio State, right? Mm-hmm. Pickles first year. Pickles first year. This is, I mean, a win would have been optimal, right? Any yes. kind of, any, any way to pull it out would have been like, less let's not, you know, this was a, this was a nice win or a nice, uh, what do we call this? A, uh,
0: <laughs>
1: help me out here. I, you uh, get
0: like the, the, the win through a loss or the, what do they call that? I'm forgetting the words, but oh yeah. My, just oh the, my God.
1: You're, 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 you're we're, on we're both thing.
0: on the same thing. And now we won't think of it until we're not thinking about it. But yeah, there's just Anyways, like the moral victory,
1: it, moral victory. Yeah. <laughs> somewhere out, somewhere out there, friend of the show, Pete was like, God, it's moral victory. Shut up. Come on guys, get it together. It's one of those words but you can yeah, only no, think of when no. you don't
0: have to think about it. And it's like, <laughs> all those things.
1: I mean, moral, moral victories are uh, saved for Appalachia state and all the, uh, um, uh, FCS teams that, you know, yeah. into come into the big house and like leave with a three-point loss, you know. But at the same time, this was a good I mean this is a good game for the Badgers. It showcased the Badgers, uh Luke Fickle, everyone the key, you know the kids know. Mm -hmm. Because what we were that age, we all know what teams were looking at, who the coaches are, you know, whether or not we're gonna be recruited by these teams or play for these teams. It didn't matter. Like we knew everybody. I knew I even knew the local coaches around it, all the UW schools around us, like Stout Oakland and stuff like that. But you know that Luke Fickles in here started a new program. And the Badgers looked good. Didn't win, looked good, though. So it's like you had to, like, well, at least, you know, hey. And and Ohio State underperformed, too. That's the other part. That's the important part of that, you know.
0: Yeah, to a degree. That defense was good. They came in and played mm -hmm. strong. I like that Locke continues to grow. And the biggest thing I like about him so far is that he's willing to throw tight windows. You know what I mean? Like, right. he is unafraid, whereas it felt like Mordecai was really waiting for it to super open up. Locke has thrown some of those in there. And you know what? If Skyler Bell could hold on to the ball, the Badgers would have lost by seven. <laughs> you it, know, that's kind it's of... It, it sounds it. like
1: the last segment we were talking about the Packers. If they could just hold on to the ball.
0: Yeah. He drops so many passes every game. It's unbelievable. He he was going to have a touchdown except for he decided to kneel down to catch a football. Like what, what are you doing at the one? It was a low thrown ball, but you know, you can't put your knee on the ground. You know, that it's, it was just a ridiculous, uh, set of circumstances there. So that's, the frustrating part of the whole thing for me at that point, but well, maybe
1: he thought he was going into the NFL already.
0: So. Yeah, I know. I guess he's not going anywhere because he can't catch up. Getting, getting,
1: getting a set, getting ahead of himself,
0: so. and it's frustrating for me. I guess just in terms of the development, in that he had a very good year last year, and I thought that he was a rising star who was going to have a lot of play in this system, and he has just wouldn't give an opportunities, just fallen all over himself, and it's been it's been bad. So I I, I feel bad seeing that. He is one of the guys not doing much. Pauling has been great. Uh, greens look pretty good. I, I don't know where Williams has gone off to. Uh, but there's there's balls out there, and Locke is going to find people. He looks like he's doing a decent job. If nothing else, uh, you can't you just can't put Mordecai back in there. Locke has earned this job at this point. He is doing well enough to win. And the Badgers are actually down the stretch here have some winnable games, which I think is, you know, which is, they should be probably favored in all of these. They got Indiana Northwestern. All right. So Indiana coming up next week, Indiana is bad. They're two and six right now. They have, they were kind of hopeful. They brought in a kid from Tennessee uh, transfer quarterback out of Tennessee. uh, And, and they were, they were really hoping that, uh, what's his name here? Uh, Taven Jackson. He's a redshirt freshman out of Tennessee transfer and they were really hoping he was going to get this offense going and that they were going to be able to do a lot of things. Uh, they brought back uh, Josh Henderson in the running game. Uh, they, they made a couple moves around the wide receiver position. But they are, they are bringing back exactly three starters on that defense from last year. So they were scrambling to bring in any transfer they could to try to fix this defense and get things going. They are bottom three Big Ten in defense, uh, which, of course, when I say it that way, you know they are – third from the bottom only Purdue and Illinois have worse defenses and also they make up for it though by being the fourth from the worst offense in the entire Big Ten Uh, only Minnesota Northwestern and Iowa have worse offenses in terms of yardage Uh, they actually might be the the, they are the second lowest scoring uh, in terms of points per game which is that actually they score fewer points per game than Iowa fewer points so like it's only michigan state scores less than they do uh minute
1: minute when you, when you said minnesota northwestern together that sounds like that should really be a school
0: yeah probably could but yeah and they no, would it's... be
1: the, go- the, the the minnesota or the uh golden wild minnesota northwestern golden cobbers
0: <laughs> yeah but this is a game wisconsin should win this one easily northwestern is still in the like Hey, wasn't it cool when we were hazing people stage? And everyone else is reminding them that it wasn't, and uh, that nobody wants to go to school to get hazed because they could go somewhere else that's better at football and also not get hazed by some weird kids from Northwestern. Hey, uh, but
1: they didn't get everybody. They did get everybody paid because they started the yeah. NIL thing.
0: Yeah, they were among the groups there. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. But this this one they should win N- Northwestern right after that. It's going to be another one that they're going to have. And then they're going to finish the season. They got Nebraska coming up to Wisconsin. And then they'll finish the year at Minnesota, which could be a fairly important game. Uh, could be one that everybody kind of needs at that point. Like, honestly, right now, the Big Ten West is sadly kind of even. There are four teams that are all three and two in conference. Uh, and then, you know, three of them are five and three. And then Iowa is six and two. Minnesota still has to play Wisconsin and Ohio State. So they might. Kind of be out of by then. Uh, that's their last two games. They'll play Ohio State right before they play Wisconsin. Uh, yeah. Iowa actually has the easiest road, and also they're the best team, so that makes it better for them that way. Which
1: is so sad because they don't have an offense.
0: <laughs> they do not, but, I mean, they did just lose to Minnesota. Did you, did, you,
1: did, did you see the over-under on the Minnesota game?
0: No, I can't remember what it was, but, yeah. Lowest,
1: lowest in NCAA history.
0: And they, they went Since
1: under. And kept track. You want to take a guess what it was?
0: 24?
1: Ah, 30.5, close. 30?
0: Oh, jeez. Because it was actually 22 is what they scored between those two teams.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, 30.5 was the over-under, and they hit the under by almost 10 points. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so Iowa is going to have to play Northwestern at home, Rutgers at home. Rutgers is a decent team on Veterans Day. They'll get that one. And then Illinois at home. So three straight games at home, then end the year at Lincoln for Farmageddon, uh, the, the Thanksgiving, whatever game that they do, the after Thanksgiving game. Uh, so that's that's what they got left there. Uh, Wisconsin's got, like we just said, uh, playing Indiana, then Northwestern, then Nebraska at home, and then Minnesota. Nebraska is going to have to play Michigan State, who's terrible, but then Maryland at home, at Wisconsin, and then welcome in Iowa. Uh, again, that schedule all favors Iowa. Especially because they are the best team, so I think basically Wisconsin wins the next two. I think they got a really good chance winning all four, especially with the way that they have looked, even in a loss this week. Uh, the way they came back against Illinois, which is a team they really should have walked away from, but the mm-hmm. the character starting to show on some of these these plays and the way they're coming around with a young, you know freshman quarterback redshirt freshman but still freshman quarterback in his first ever start and second ever start uh i think they've got some things that they can build on there but uh, we'll also have to see what's going on with braylon allen's injury i haven't heard anything threatening about it like it it hurt him he did not finish the game acres looked pretty decent uh so that was good but still down the stretch here we need to get braylon healthy because the one game that's going to matter is you know we're well the last two games are going to really matter nebraska In Minnesota, the next two games they should win, with or without him. Just that's just how it is. So, anything else, Aaron, on that? No, we should talk about the Bucks. We should because now we can start feeling better about ourselves. Everybody, the Bucks—they did—they did did ruin. I mean, the eighty-two and zero idea is dead now. Um, It it hung out there for one game, but now it's done. Now it's done, Uh, and it was—it was a beautiful dream. Pressure's off, John. Pressure's off. (laughs) I know. Um, Really, it just. It was a one-game blip where Dame Lillard had the worst shooting night of. I, I don't know if I want to go as 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 out there as saying like the worst of his life, but it was a really bad shooting night. Uh, I don't. It'd be hard to think of other ones that were worse than that. Uh, he scored well, six points.
1: I, I was gonna say we haven't had a podcast since the first game either. I mean, the first game he came into Milwaukee uh, like a wrecking ball.
0: He did. Uh, yeah.
1: Thank you, thank you, Miley Cyrus. But uh, yeah, he did. I mean, he he was the best player on the team, and it was like a pop flare to the Bucks world. Like, hey, Jonas uh, isn't going to be the best player every night from now on. Just so you guys know, and that's not a like a, a Bobby Portis showing up some nights and being hot or Blake or um uh,
0: Brook yeah, Brooke, Brooke and uh, Bobby or Beauchamp.
1: Brook going white white shack on the bit, you know, and like yeah. taking over a game. No, like, um, there's a dude on the team that's that's better sometimes than Giannis will be, and it was like, and for everybody who didn't, I mean, and a lot of people on the East Coast, a lot of people who aren't Bucks fans, I mean, unless you're really into the NBA, don't know how good Dame Lillard is. That guy is ridiculously good, and so that first game, he's out there, and how many points they score? 14 points, and like. Ten, five minutes in the third quarter or something like that. It was just absolutely ridiculous. And he put on the Dame Show. And it was uh it was incredible. And it was a tough game against a, a 76ers team that will be a problem for the Bucks all year long. Uh say what you will about Embiid. Like uh, he's a big whiner. He likes to do Embiid things, you know, and so and they don't even have Harden. But uh and then just it that was it, that was such a tough first game. In the second game too, um uh, last night uh friend of the show Pete was at the game and that was a stinker to no end. And I didn't get to see last night or tonight either. So call me a bad bucks fan. I I will be watching all the highlights after we're done with this podcast, but it is yeah. good it is good having another uh superstar in town and that he showed up the first time. How do you do tonight, John?
0: <laughs> he came out and he did very well tonight. Uh, I was just looking over his stuff from The the shooting for the other day, 2 of 12 for Lillard, just terrifyingly bad, I guess. But uh, tonight he came out. uh, Giannis led the scoring this night, uh, got them that. Uh, So that helped out. Getting the heat without Jimmy Butler, I guess, helps too. So it was 122 to 114. Giannis gets uh, 33 in this one. We get 25 from Lillard. 7 of 14 shooting. Uh, 2 of 7 from 3. And then nine points from the line. So, yeah, four turnovers, and he was plus two when he was on the floor. Uh, Giannis plus 18. I guess the other thing that I really do like so far, uh, new coach again, which we haven't talked about at all since it happened for the most part. Mm -hmm. But uh, we're getting 25 minutes from Crowder off the bench, 19 minutes from Bobby, 13 minutes from Campaign, uh, Mm -hmm. 23 minutes from Connington, 15 minutes from Green. uh, And this is... Just tonight, uh, we decided not to play Beauchamp and them, but we we normally have. Um, Beasley getting a. He's been a nice push off there. He didn't have a very good night tonight. He was. <laughs> I think he's one of the few with a minus plus minus in this one. Beasley and Crowder are the only ones to go minus, it looks like. No, I'm sorry. Lopez, too. But yeah, other than that, like, he had five tonight, but I, I think Beasley in the last game actually had a, a, a fairly high scoring night. Um, let's see. Against Atlanta, he put up. Uh, 18, and he had five against uh, Philadelphia. He's been nice to have out there as well. Payne has been a, a nice little add as well with his 11 tonight. Uh, getting I mean, significant scoring off the bench has been nice for this team, uh, and generally speaking, I like seeing that rotation. Bochamp has been getting good minutes, not tonight, but he has been getting good minutes in the first two games, and uh, I like that.
1: And, and and sadly, too, you know that Beasley's always going to be bucking up against that negative uh, when he's on the floor because of just the, the points of the game when he's coming out there, too. It's just, it's not going to, he's not going to be at the optimal moment. You know, he's going to be Dame Luller's backup, so he's always going to be out there with the backup. So it's he doesn't have. We,
0: he was this, starting it, tonight. He was on the starting line of tonight. What? Yeah, that's what they have him as, is the, the starting group that was out there.
1: Can we, can we cut that last part out so I don't get ridiculed? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Let it go. Let it go.
0: All right. Um, not- yeah, no, so they started – Hero has the highest scoring in the game. That's the thing I'm still going to look at here. Uh, Giannis, Middleton, Lopez, Lillard, and Beasley were the starting five today. Uh, Beasley coming at shooting guard, uh, playing Dame at point. And, then, yeah, so that's how they they started it today. Yeah. Uh, He's been out there a fair amount. I mean, he gets 32 Mm -hmm. minutes in tonight's game. Middleton only plays 17. I like the load management. Let him have that. Only took four shots. Uh, 0 for 2 from 3, though. Yeah. I mean, like, find ways to get him going. We don't need it.
1: With with Middleton, too, though, it's it's starting to be the Bakhtiari thing. It's like, all right, we've been load managing for two years now. When are you going to start doing the things you're supposed to do?
0: if he can be the third or fourth guy at this point, that's really what the team needs from him. And if you,
1: is he, is he, is he still on a max contract?
0: I don't know for what this team is. I'm I'm going to worry about the money later at this point. He's the guy who, you know, we need Lillard and Giannis to be the top. And then we need either Middleton or Beasley or yeah. or Someone be else. Be three.
1: He has to be a third and nothing else. Like it's, it, it's. wow. Well. He gets he you five points. You can't. You can't, can't do it any longer with him. Like that's like I said. Like I say, and I said this last week, and I'll say it again. Like without hyperbole, he has all the skills that Kobe Bryant did, but they only show up about ten percent of the time when he's healthy. And now it never shows up anymore. And this dude's getting max contract money to be on this team. Like he's lucky he's friends with Giannis at this point mm-hmm. because him and the. Thanasis would not be on this team without Giannis, so it, 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 he has he has to play. Like load management, okay, great. All last season was load management. This the last half of the last year was load management. Like, is he going to be okay? Is he going to be good going forward? Uh, Giannis wants to win championships. Giannis only has about four more years on his window too. P.S. By the way, and Dame Lillard has only got about two and a half two as well. So because he's thirty three. 32, uh,
0: 33. Look that
1: up. Either, either, either way. So, I mean, it's 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 it's, it's hustle time. You know, we got to do something here quick. You know, Giannis isn't going to be able to play his game forever. Um, He'll be good when it's done. But, like, it, at a certain point, you can't do what he does forever. I mean, prove me wrong. Like, if there's somebody that will prove me wrong, it's Giannis. But, like, yeah, Chris Middleton's got to get moving here pretty quick. So, uh-huh.
0: All right, yeah. I'll 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 let you go with that then. All right, all right, here we Th- are. At this point, then we're going to head uh, into all the other kind of happy things here with a segment of our show that we lovingly call our last call. Time to look around and get your bearings. It's time for the last call. All right. Well, the Badger women's volleyball team bounced right back this week after that that rough five set loss to Nebraska that they 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 really had, they, they almost won that one. Uh, Wisconsin falls to three now in the polls, which makes no sense because they fell to two and then they swept the Gophers. And now they drop behind Stanford, who by the way, has two losses, neither of which was to Nebraska, which is the only loss Wisconsin has is on the road to Nebraska in five sets. It makes no sense to me, but, uh, Wisconsin, they came out this week. They played, uh, Minnesota, uh, at home, they got a big time win there. They came right back to what they tend to do. Minnesota's been pretty good this last year, uh, last several years. They've got a, a ranked team, they've had a rough year here. We'll kind of skip over the fact that we also took out uh, Michigan State, uh, three nothing in a pretty emphatic fashion. Somebody, somebody
1: should take Mich- Michigan State out, like
0: yeah, they went, yeah, 23 17 and 16. So Michigan like State right played yeah they, and everything. they played one match that went uh, fairly well but that was that was all they had there. Uh, after that they came and played Minnesota Minnesota 10 and 10 six and six in the big 10. their coach left last year they have a new coach who's coming in getting some things going. Uh, they had a bunch of changes. Wisconsin takes them out 13 20 and 19 and that's because Minnesota had a big rush at the end. Uh, to get to 19 because they were like it was I think it was 20 24 15 and then Minnesota took four in a row I believe right before the end it was three or four right at the end there uh, Wisconsin gets four aces in this game compared to one from Minnesota uh, and then just kills in terms of total points here obviously uh, Sarah Franklin played a phenomenal game her cross courts were were killer she has two of the aces and 21 kills in this game. Uh, Temi thomas Alera comes up with nine to be second in kills. Uh, and then CC uh, Crawford and uh, Carter Booth both has six blocks in this game. Minnesota played phenomenal defense. Uh, just Wisconsin did enough to, uh, to win it on the attack, forced a lot of uh, kind of free ball scenarios where they were able to get there, get to the net and crush. Guchtekin and Yulia Orzao in the back there played phenomenally, getting digs, uh, just sacrificing their bodies all over the floor. Uh, 12 digs for uh, Guchtekin, uh, 15 for Yulia Orzao. So they continue to look very good. Uh, Marquette comes in this last week, and they get a big uh, couple wins here. They take a 3-0 win over Providence and a 3-0 win over UConn. So they sweep UConn both times here this year. This one at the Al McGuire Center. Big games coming in this one uh, being led the way of Jenna Reitzma. Again, we've talked about her several times. She has 13 kills, two aces in this game. Uh, Sarah Kushner leads in digs. Aubrey Hamilton uh, only had 11 digs, was second in that group. And um, Ella Forte leads, leads in assists. She had 32 assists. So Marquette continues to win, looking very good in the... Uh, the Big East at this point, they are ten and one in the Big East play uh, this year. So that's a uh, continuing that trend of, I think they're going to work their way back up. I think they'll win the Big East, and I think they'll get back into the tournament again. They set themselves having a very rough non-conference schedule, and it set them up to being very prepared to play this Big East schedule, which is, I mean, it's not the one of the more difficult conferences around. Uh, women's hockey. Goes out and sweeps the St. Thomas Tommies this last week. Uh, Tommies is a non gender term, obviously, just those who go to St. Thomas, <laughs> I guess. Uh, but uh, the women's team comes out. They win the first one. Oops, I'm getting to make sure I'm looking at the right things here. Uh, they win the first one against the Tommies uh, in a 5 to 3 win. Uh, they get goals, uh, two goals right away from Kirsten Sims to start off scoring. Uh, St. Thomas actually came back and tied it up 2-2, but then a power play goal by Katie Kutlowski. The Tommies come back and get a goal to make it 3-3. The last two go to the Badgers as Anna Wilgren and Britta Curl uh, end up the scoring, both of which were power play goals, three power play goals for Badger women against the Tommies in the first game. Uh, second game, the Badgers come out and win 3-0. They score a goal in each period. Goals to Lacey Eden, Britta Curl, and Casey O'Brien. Those are all names you've heard if you've listened to the show over the last couple of years. The more surprising thing from the weekend is the Badger's oh, As I said
1: before, move on from that. Go ahead. How, impre- how impressive would it have been if Marquette, when they got rid of the Warriors moniker, instead of going with uh, Golden Eagles, would have became the Tommies.
0: The Tommies. Marquette Tommies. In,
1: in Memorial to their famous alum chris farley who played tommy boy
0: <laughs> they do at least have a um uh a chris farley scholarship and uh exactly. famously uh danny Pootie of community and mythic quest fame went to marquette on the chris farley scholarship which is always a fun thing i like to point there you out
1: yeah the, the, um, the marquette golden tommies that yeah that would have been great
0: so the Badger women remain in first place at this point. They are now only getting 19 of the 20 votes, even though they are undefeated 10-0. and 0. Ohio State now getting one vote, and they are in second place, Minnesota down in fourth. But speaking about Minnesota, something happened this week. The Badgers were, finally got themselves up to being ranked, right? They moved up to 14 after sweeping Michigan Tech Huskies in Houghton. And this week, they went to the Mariucci. They played the Gophers in Mariucci, and they win both games. They sweep the number one-ranked Minnesota Gophers the first night. Uh, They win 5-2. They beat them 2-1, 2-1 in the first two periods and then get the only goal in the third. Uh, Gophers got up early of the game by Jackson Nelson, Matthew DeSantis foul, and then Cruz Lucius Back-to-back goals in the first to uh, give the Badgers a lead. Gophers do fight back, at a goal from Char- a goal, pardon me, from Charlie St- Strobel, but then Carson Bantle came right back uh, about seven minutes later, put the Badgers back up three to two. Matthew Desanté a foul with his second goal, and not to be outdone, Cruz Lucius comes right back in with his second Best goal. Name. Yeah, fantastic name. Ben Dexheimer gets three assists in this game. Uh, that's, really good. that's a good name too, right? Uh, Desanté a foul also mm-hmm. added an assist and uh Chuck was uh, involved in uh, one of the Cruz Lucius goals as well. What's that? It's phenomenal. It's Hockey is name. the best. That's
1: a good name. Yeah, yeah Joe
0: Palatchuk. How great is that name? Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. Ben Dexheimer. Yeah. So, uh 5-2 win in Minnesota. Uh, as we all remember, Minnesota plays that much larger field or the ice, I guess. They have a larger space. And the Badgers took advantage of that. Yeah, that's the
1: Olympic ice. That's that's an Olympics.
0: Olympics uh, olympic size ice, ice, ice. yes. Olympic, rate. yeah. Uh, They play big ice. There's a lot of space. Badgers moved very well through space in this game. They entered the zone very well. They had a very good discipline. Minnesota got a a good number of shots. The Badgers outshot them badly in the first game. Um, But then just they did not get great shots, though. And Wisconsin was able to get to the net a couple of times and find their way to a couple rebounds, which was fantastic. Badgers started off the second game with a game goal from uh, Simon Tassy, a power play goal to get them the lead. Cruz Lucius and Christian Fitzgerald on the assist. Uh, Gophers came back, tied it up. Then William Whitelaw got the Badgers back in the top, and uh, then the Gophers again tied it up in the third period, about a minute minute 55 in. But within seven, uh, 17 minutes, uh, 29 seconds into the third period, Simon Tassi, bags his second goal of the game from Quinn Finley and Ben Dexheimer to give the Badgers a three to two win Badgers Badger men Badger men now the fifth ranked team in the country receiving five first place votes
1: what uh, a turnaround
0: seven one on, and a, 0.
1: on a dime on a dime absolutely
0: yeah. it's it has been an amazing turnaround we mentioned that there were some good players Cruz Lucius especially Matthew coming back. Um, some of these, Cruz Lucius being a sophomore now, some of these guys were highly recruited. They did a good job getting some other guys in. But, man, Mm -hmm. the the difference is the discipline through the the middle of the ice, the ability to to carry the puck through things, uh, and setting up so that there are no odd man breaks back against McClellan in goal. So they've been getting good goaltending, but also just much better – just discipline through through everything they're doing. Mike Hastings has done a great job coaching this team and getting them ready, and it's been fun to watch. Uh, get out there and watch some hockey, everybody. But the other thing we do want to mention Yeah, is... be, be, be,
1: between, I was going to say, between Hastings Hastings and Fickle, man, like talk about coming in hot. Nice job, yeah. boys. Macintosh McIntosh yeah.
0: with, with the, the big uh, pulls there, getting some of these guys in here. The other big ones, yeah. Big Ten Championships this weekend. Uh, Badger women finished second, and they ran very well. Ohio State uh, runner, I'm forgetting her name off the top of my head, uh, pulls out the the big win. She just ran away from everybody. But uh, Badgers and Michigan State hung in there for getting the 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 overall first and second in terms of team scoring. But the Badger men ran away with the Big Ten Championship in cross country. Uh, and they hosted too. This is a, a meet that they know the Badgers have one of the better. And it was a beautiful race to watch because it's very wooded area, uh, but it was very wet, so they were very careful about where they're running on the open spaces. Um, the Badgers cross country course, the Zimmerman course, is a much wider running space. Their opening space is big enough that every team had like two full, two runners per slot. So they basically had like two normal spaces. The entire line, it was one deep on the starting, all right? So like it, they had, it was just so much room. It's a well-done course, did a great job, beautiful foliage and trees. It was just very wet. Uh, Badgers win their 54th Big Ten title in cross men's cross country, 13th for their coach, which is now the most by any Big Ten coach in history. The Badger men finish 1st, 2nd, 4th, 5th, and 7th, 19 total points the fourth lowest score in men's cross-country Big Ten history. It was ridiculous how badly when Bob Liking had to take off early because Jackson Sharp was right behind him, and Jackson Sharp has a better kick. And Bob Liking just uh, six meters in took off. And the fun thing I like is the Michigan guy, who's named Tom Brady, decided to leave first. He broke off first, is the fastest Tom Brady we've ever seen, Uh, at about, I think he was at about three, uh, kilometers in, he takes off and tries to take that lead. And then the Badgers just chased him down. And by six kilometers, he was not going to catch them. It was just, it was sharp and liking. And that was the only thing. And, uh, liking just took off and got such a lead that they couldn't catch him. And the gap between him and sharp was bigger than him to the third place guy. It was, it was an amazing crushing of the entire field. Uh, I'll be excited to watch this team go on to nationals. So that'll be fun to see. And it's, it is, I mean, it's not that long. It's an eight K the women run a six K. And so it's a short sporting event to watch. And it was a lot of fun. It was a, it was a good thing to watch. It was a beautiful uh, place to watch it too. Uh, I watched the nationals last year as well. Uh, I'll watch them this year when I, when I can, maybe I'm hoping to watch them live. Uh, But like last year it was in Stillwater big open, just easy to see hard place. But like this one, wooded green and beautiful, like just an incredible course. And they did a great job hosting it. And, uh, the Badgers just walked away with it. It was amazing. 19 points, Aaron.
1: Yeah, know. that's, that's incredible. And, uh, as a former cross country coach at Rhinelander, Wisconsin, up north, go up hold north eggs. there in the, uh, in the, uh, go hold eggs, Um, I will tell you one thing. I was only there for two years and I didn't play, uh, I didn't run cross country in high school because my school didn't have it. We had uh, five sports to choose from, (laughs) football in the fall and then basketball or wrestling or baseball or track coming out of, uh, so I didn't. But when we were coming back from our deployment, I uh, uh, knew I was getting moved up for my uh, full-time National Guard job to Rhinelander. So I reached out up there and asked if they needed any coaches, and they said, yep, track and cross country. And I'm like, sure, I'll do it and uh track is boring uh we'll we'll, we'll just say Whoa. that i mean it's Whoa. fun but it's boring but uh cross country and so um cross country is one of the greatest sports like if you have a kid that doesn't want to be involved in contact competition um and just wants to run they, they will find their way with cross country like it's the most laid back chill sport ever you're running through the woods on a grass track. If you're good, you're good. If you're not, whatever. You're just going off and run through the woods. It's it's the most chill sport ever. And uh and I was very competitive. I, I, I do remember though, like some of my some of my runners I had were just absolutely they, they they had no they they were just there for the camaraderie. Like they wanted to just run for the team and they didn't want to play football and. You know, and some of the kids were just getting ready for basketball season. That was my best runner. Shoney was my best runner. He was just getting ready for basketball season. Um, <laughs> cross country is the best, man. It's it's the best sport, and it's the most underrated sport. That and lacrosse. I wish I could have played Ooh, lacrosse. Lacrosse is fun, too. Been.
0: None oh God, of them are most, football yeah. or hockey, but they're fun.
1: Right. Well, I mean, and, you know, right now we're getting Ruby into archery and bowling which are things that were never available to me when I was a child, like as oh. like a varsity sport. Oh, not are in varsity. No, we
0: did them in gym. Yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But these are things that they're like,
0: yeah. 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 Ainsley actually did a uh, competitive archery in middle schools for a little bit, but yeah, that's kind of fun.
1: All right, everybody. No, correct.
0: Go ahead. Do you, I'll cr- let you finish no. your thought. I was, I was, I I was, I was out, just going to say,
1: I was waxing, waxing ecstatic about uh, uh, cross country. So, yeah let your kid if your kids if your kids don't want to do anything else just let them run through the woods man it's the best
0: excellent well thank you again everybody for joining us for what for the most part has been a pretty wonderful week of wisconsin sports i'm gonna say we got a lot of great things going on across the the state here we didn't even get into d3 football but we're gonna have lacrosse river falls coming up uh so we'll get ready for all of those things watch all these sports the the hockey the volleyball the d3 stuff all of it's available somewhere uh, and just remember also while you're doing all this That whether you are on the town or on the go It is always on Wisconsin This has been the Scotty Johnny Podcast Remember to find the boys on Twitter At Johnny one Or online at ScottyJohnny.com Thanks for listening And on Wisconsin